Hello, everybody. Welcome to 321 No Kidding. I am Bobby the Awesome. And today I am joined by one of my new friends, and I'm really excited about this. And I think I should have asked you before I started, Anna Bautista? Yes. Yes, Anna Bautista. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Beautiful. Well, welcome to 321, Anna. We're excited to have you. I'm very excited to be here as well. Thank you for having me. <laughs> well, I have to say, I'm fascinated by you and your brand and all that you have pulled off, as you said, as a half a person or half time. So um, why don't you tell my audience a little about you as a person and then we'll dive into by you. Yes, yes, of course. So my name is Anna and I am the founder of Bayou, which is a line of tree bark brews or uh, for people who are familiar with Mavi um, is an alternative Mavi. Uh, and I grew up drinking this traditional uh, beverage in the Dominican Republic. I am from there. Uh, my mom is half Chinese, half Dominican. My father is Dominican. And so I lived there half of my life. Um, and then the rest in New York City. And I recently just about a week ago, moved into Austin. So very excited to introduce Bayou to the community here. Okay. You already have to back up for me because you went fast. You said an M word in there. Say what you just said again. Oh, you from said, the beginning? Well, you said drinking. Mabi. Spell it, please. M-A-B-I with an accent on the I. Mabi. Okay, yes. well, how about you tell us what my B is? Yeah, so my B is basically the traditional version of Bayou. So it's a tree park brew that it's originated uh, or native to the Caribbean. And the way that people prepare it is just with the Moby bark, which is a tree bark. Uh, they boil it with spices and usually has a ton of sugar, <laughs> which is why I have made a healthier modern version that it's sugar-free. It's only zero to five calories and it's made with organic um, ingredients. So the version that I grew up drinking, it's, it's a, it has a very particular flavor. I would say that it's an acquired taste. So I wanted to introduce it into the American market in a way that it's more palatable and also has other ingredients that are healthier, right? Like ginger and lemon. We have a version with hibiscus flowers, which is uh, flowers, which is great because it has a lot of antioxidants. And then also our herbal trip, which has uh, lavender, black tea, and mint. Uh, which I noticed that a lot of people are getting very into it. And you told me that's actually your, um, the, the favorite in your community as well. That's the, black, cool. that's the black can that I don't have anymore. Yes. Yes. I, this one. Have I have one right here. Ah, there we go. <laughs> so between the two it. of us, we're good. <laughs> yeah. That's actually my favorite one. Um, and so one of the reasons why I wanted to make it uh, sugar-free so is also because diabetes runs in my family. So my mother is diabetic, uh, my aunt, my uncle. And so I try to watch my sugar intake as well. And I wanted to make something that, you know, people like my mom could consume as well. And uh, yeah, just kind of giving it a twist to this traditional beverage that I, I grew up drinking. I didn't know a lot of the benefits of it until I started researching and getting into, you know, developing the, the idea on how to like make this happen into like an actual commercial uh, drink because I started making the recipes myself a few years ago, uh, I would say like around between 2019, 2020. And wow. yeah, so I just started making like a bunch of 
different versions, testing it out with friends, friends of friends to get feedback um, and started it that way. Wow. That's amazing. So you're super young and come a long way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's taking some time. You know, I, I wanted, I know that you can just basically go to a company and you can tell them like, Hey, create something for me, but I wanted to create it myself first with my own flavor profiles that I had in mind. And then working with a formulator to come up with a commercial formulation, right? Cause it's easier that way if you keep it in uh, glass bottles, which is how I started. But then once you have to can the beverages, it's a whole different process that I, I learn about. <laughs> it's It's been definitely a journey <laughs> to get into like how they look now. <laughs> I was going to say, did you have like recipe chef? Like, did you have background in that or it was all just about this drink? No, no. So, I mean, I love cooking, but I, I am not a chef. <laughs> I, I've been working basically like in ad technology for the past 10 years or so. Uh, so no background in the whole like CPG world or beverage. Just I, I like to label myself as a foodie just because I love eating <laughs> out and like trying all sorts of things. I'm always cooking and, and also, uh, you know, doing different things in the kitchen. So I figured, oh, I could translate this into, you know, making recipes for a beverage. Um, so I started buying a lot of, um, like herbs and flowers, like dry flowers, like jasmine, uh, different teas and seeing how I could infuse them with, with, um, the tree bark, the mobby bark. It's very interesting. And some of my, I don't know if I've shared this with you, but some of my favorite descriptions from people, um, they've called the childhood bliss Christmas in a can. Um, I think it was the citrusy one. They said, so all the, like the flavors and the aromas, they're like, I feel like I'm walking through a JC Penney's, um, you know, like with all the perfume. <laughs> so it's, it's really so much fun to hear what the customer's perceptions are. Yeah. And you hit on something really important. The people who aren't like some of the population of people who aren't consuming alcohol anymore are diabetics or are doing it for their health reasons. Um, and I know that having a selection like that, my mom's a diabetic, her friend is a diabetic. So the people who are coming here are absolutely looking for that, that need as well. So you really hit the mark with the, the calories, the flavor, um, and then the health benefits. So it's a beautiful trifecta. Yeah, no. And and it's a great point that you mentioned about the whole non-alcoholic movement, which is, you know, you're part of it now with your store and, and learning so much about it as well. I one of the reasons also why I started this was because of that. I was reading about non-alcoholic spirits, I think, for the first time in 2017. Um, and I was reading about a few uh, non-alcoholic bars popping up in New York City so I was trying to understand the concept because I'm like what do you mean non-alcoholic drinks you mean like juice <laughs> or like like anything else that has no alcohol would be like non-alcoholic right but then as I started reading and understanding that a lot of these places were working with professional mixologists that are using a lot of botanicals and very specific infusions was uh what kind of like sparked the idea of like oh you know what some of these things which try would probably taste really well with moby bark over my bee which is what i used to i grew up drinking right um 
but I had not had Mavi in years at that point. And like, I couldn't find it in New York City either. So I found one spot that had the actual Mavi bark. And then I tried to make the version that I grew up drinking. And it was just like really, really bad. <laughs> I was like, okay, um, maybe I shouldn't do it like this. And so I started making my own version. And so I was like, okay, I, I don't have to follow the traditional recipes. I can just like mix them with this other herbs like jasmine. I really liked it a lot. One of the first versions that I was trying out was with, with jasmine flowers. And I thought it was really good, but the pH levels are not like as high. So it wasn't like a good option <laughs> for the commercial formulation. Um, but yeah, it was it was basically because of the non-alcoholic movement that got me really intrigued about all these different mixes and non-alcoholic spirits. Like how do you create that even? How do you make something kind of taste like vodka but it's not really vodka um and yeah that's that's definitely one of the reasons that got me started I'm having fun with this in the concept of I generally didn't drink because I like the taste that wasn't why I drank right? <laughs> right so here we are trying to mimic flavor profiles people actually do drink because they like the experience yeah or the flavors that was never me. Just like get me hammered, put a lot of sugar in it so I don't taste the booze. For the, like, for the effect. <laughs> yeah. So I'm having kind of fun. Like I didn't know what bitters were um, until entering mm -hmm. the industry or a Negroni or like all these things. I'm like, yeah. oh, I was not a very good alcoholic or a good drinker because I, I, I wasn't experiencing all of that. And we've kind of come up with a routine here. Um, and this is how I sell a lot of your product. We call them sampling parties. So um, we have this whole tradition around it now. And we've learned like from day one when we did one impromptu, but we write everybody's name on a cup and everybody gets a little sip and we make a little cup that's called the not for me cup. Um, <laughs> because if they don't like it, I want, I don't want them to feel like they have to drink it because there's yeah. a lot of flavor profiles um, but part of the experience is we have to celebrate something every time we take a sip, but teaching people to slow down and to smell, um, and really enjoy, like, it's, it's so interesting to break that habit of, of yeah. traditional drinking. Once they get it, it becomes even a funner game because like, if you drink it, because we call them Bobby's rules. And if you don't follow the rules, you know, you get in trouble, um, but that's when all that hard work of what you're doing with the, with the flavors and the scents and yeah, uh, the whole experience, like it's so fun to watch because maybe they're going to guzzle it like a regular drink or, right. or whatever on their own time. But in these little sampling parties, it's like heaven to, to watch people. And that's how I knew I needed to talk to people like you, because I'm like, I don't know all the answers on this. <laughs> Um, and I think that you're going to stand out. You already do stand out, but in the market, because it's not, you're not trying to fit into a cookie cutter kind of mold. Mm -hmm. um, have you found, are, are there some of these, like a lot of bottle shops are starting to carry your stuff. Are they integrating it with, with some of the non-alcoholic other things to make mocktails? So we we're selling in a few of uh, like non-alcoholic shops as well, but also shops where they sell alcohol. Um, and I presented that you can definitely use it as a mixer 
it goes well with alcoholics uh, and non-alcoholic spirits like gin and white tequila, for example, but also on its own, as, as you've tried, it's, it's really nice. And I think that whole experiential part that you're talking about, like the smells, the color and, and the different like layers of flavor profiles was really important to me. Because when you're brewing something uh, with like the pure raw ingredients, it's like there's so many smells going on. When I was making it at home at first, it's like my house or like my apartment back then smelled so good. And I wanted to make sure that that would translate into like the canned version because, you know, it's like it's different when you're making it yourself and then you have to get it like manufactured somewhere else. You're, you know, following all these different more specific st uh, steps. Uh and I wanted to make sure that it wouldn't lose that because it's it's just kind of part of the experience and it's kind of like a herbal tonic in a way. I wanted to have that herbal sensation, not only on like the flavors, but also the smells. And um, it's almost like cupping coffee, you know, like I've been learning a lot about different coffees where like we're used to drinking the really strong, very bitter uh, coffee. But then when you have specialty coffee, for example, you can taste fruits and not only bitterness, but also like sweetness from like natural uh, sugar cane or like citrus. So it makes uh, the experience a little more like, oh, I want to do more, a more conscious consumption of something, you know, not just like chug it and let's see what happens, but like taking some time to like sip on it, enjoy it and just have something like for yourself like a little bit of you time. <laughs> I just wrote down two phrases that I love. Herbal tonic, like that's a brilliant way to describe your product. And then yeah. conscious consumption. Yeah. And what just showed up for me, now it looks like we're probably a minute or two different in age. Um, but I've said through my recovery journey that just mindfulness, like even knowing what that word means, right? Yeah. Um, never mind practicing the skill of doing it. And it's it's come through a lot of training. Like we have a pro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's hard. It is hard. <laughs> it's not so, easy. <laughs> so I didn't even realize that that's what was happening. And that's actually what the, the non-alc space is kind of instigating us to do that's yeah. like, you're giving me a big aha right now <laughs> thank you <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> no no I, I I and I think that's really important because we're all I mean we're like big consumers I feel like especially like in in our society here in this country it's like all about consumption it's like more and more um and there's so many options out there so sometimes like even like eating in front of the tv which I'm I'm guilty of doing you know I try to like all right, let's not do that. Let's just actually sit down, enjoy the food, eat it slowly, like taking all the flavors because <laughs> yeah. it's really awesome when you actually pay attention to what you're eating. You're like, oh, shit, like I actually taste like something different on this bite and then the other one. And the same thing happens with the strings, especially when it takes. Um, I feel like the people in, in this particular um, field right now are really trying to get in all this different layers of flavors or like I hope that they are so it's not just like a typical like sugary drink that you can find anywhere it's like something that at least in, in my case like I put a lot of thought behind it um 
it's a different flavor profile that, like I said, a lot of people are not familiar with Moby Bark. So I'm trying to like introduce it into like the American market. It's really common in the Caribbean, but the Caribbean is pretty small compared to, you know, North America. Right. <laughs> um. So yeah, I, I hope that, or like, I'm glad to hear that people are receiving that in a, in a good way. Because always like I, I'm always trying to get feedback and see how I can change it because I feel like the product will be like always evolving um, and shaping itself on like how the majority of people like it or like feel about it. Um, it's a very new brand and product. So I'm, I'm like all ears and I, I want to make sure that I, I listen and apply those those things into my product and also the the brand in general. When you first started this, who did you picture being your customer? So initially I, I picture first like health conscious people, but also curiosity driven people, right? Like people who are interested in like checking out new products, new beverages, um, understanding like what they're about, what's the story behind it, but also people who like do care about what they take, right? What they consume, um because like I said I think I feel like it's a very thoughtful I like to think that it's a very thoughtful product because uh, it's kind of like my baby and I spend so much time like um I've been spending a lot of time working on it um but yeah definitely healthy uh, health conscious people curiosity driven um and people who are into the non-alcoholic space because they tend to be very open into new things to try to check out like I said like something like non-alcoholic non-alcoholic sake for example it's like not everybody will be open to to trying that but people who are into the non-alcoholic space and 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 beverages definitely will be like checking it out and telling you how they feel about it and how you can make it better <laughs> well I have to tell you I'm very impressed when I think about you know, like watching Shark Tank or any of these places, and you think about trying to get into the food and beverage industry. And then I'm looking at you, you're working a whole other career and you're pulling it off. And, you know, from the Caribbean to Nagata, Connecticut, you know, I'm holding your drink <laughs> and, you know, you're making this really beautiful ripple and getting this experience out to everyone. So I want to say thank you to that because it's, it's, oh, I appreciate cool. that. Thank you. <laughs> well, you've been wonderful since our first interaction. So um, the fact that you're keeping up and you're a good communicator and um, I could tell you're lifting the community up by your posts and, you know, just celebrating and you have a lot to celebrate. So I, I just, yeah, I'm grateful for you. That's all. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm grateful for you. And thank you for sharing it with your community as well. I, I love that you provide a lot of feedback. That's that's really important. Like I mentioned, especially since, uh you know, I started not that long ago. And that's that's something that, like I said, I try to listen and like execute any changes that are possible, like as much as I can Um, without, of, of course, with staying true to the product itself, because it can just become like, you know, something different. <laughs> yeah. I hear, I hear you on that one. Um, <laughs> yeah. There will always be people who, who are really into it. And some people may be like, oh, this is like too different for me. Um, but, you know, you mentioned bitters before. I feel like the, the first versions were like much better than, than expected. And mm -hmm. so people really, really loved it. Like 
people who are like very into coffee, for example, but then there's always the people who need a little more sweet, you know, and um, this sweetener actually that I found for the um, monk fruit sweetener, I had never tried it before until I started working on this recipes because I was trying agave, stevia, but stevia always leaves that little, I don't know, like it's weird stevia flavor (laughs) (laughs) and then a bunch of other ones but this one seemed to have been the kind of like the cleanest healthiest version especially for like like I mentioned for um diabetics yeah that's great I'm glad I came across it (laughs) I haven't played with it like in baking and cooking and any of that I've had I've experienced it through other products yet but it's something I need to look into more too oh yeah yeah it's yeah like this the if you actually try just like the fruit like you try to boil it itself it's so sweet it's like it's well I don't know I think it's supposed like to be like a hundred times sweeter than sugar or something uh which was crazy to find out (laughs) and that it's not like as bad or like it's not bad at all like it doesn't really like affect you um but it tastes different than the actual sweetener like it has like a very particular flavor if if you like come across the the fruit it's like a big hard ball and then you just like kind of like crack it and, and boil it <laughs> it, it looks huh. really weird <laughs> sounds like a little witchcraft that's the way I just pictured that in my head like it goes in a cauldron I don't know why <laughs> <laughs> I just I just like got a bunch the other day I just found them like um I don't think I'm gonna use this anymore <laughs> oh my Anna, is there anything that I'm forgetting to ask or that you want to chat about Bayou? I don't know why I struggle with that. That's one thing we have to tell me. It's Bayou. Bayou, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like um, Bay, just like Bay, and then think of you, like Bayou. No, but I think uh, we kind of cover most of it um I'm really grateful for uh, you making the time and and sharing more of uh, our story and of course for you um with everybody in your store it's it's I, I really appreciate it wow it's fun and we're all in this together and yes um, you know it's crazy we're meeting people we never would have imagined meeting and and getting to learn things like I know I never imagined learning any of this stuff and <laughs> You were talking about botanicals earlier, and I'm actually going to do some content because my past career is in floral. So oh, okay. you say Jasmine, you think flavor. I'm thinking scent and selling them at Christmas when they're wrapped in the shape of a wreath. And like my brain is such <laughs> a floral brain in a different way, but at least I understand yeah. what labels are 75% of the time because there's floral that I haven't even heard of before. No, for sure. And like Jasmine was something like we used to, I used to have like a, like a big Jasmine tree in our house in the DR. So I love the smell of Jasmine. It's like one of my favorite ones, but I never occurred to me, like, especially as a kid, like, oh, like you can't eat Jasmine or you can drink Jasmine. <laughs> like yeah. I, I got, I just started like playing around. I got, I was like, oh, you can buy a Jasmine to like teas. Um, and a bunch of other dry ones. And I was like, this is amazing. It, it kind of like opened up a new work for me as well. And the whole like botanical aspect of things. And I got a fl- like florals, flowers in general, of course. But for consumption, that's definitely a, a newer thing for me as in like the past few years when I started getting to, you know, doing all the research uh, to create Bayou and all of that. Yeah. So definitely my my floral mindset has been like changing. <laughs> 
a little bit here and there. Wow. Like, oh my God, you can eat your flowers. <laughs> yeah, well, it's good. I think I think we're I'm coming from one direction, you're coming from another, and and we're meeting in the middle with learning about yeah. this stuff. And we have this opportunity to talk to it with anybody listening. So exactly. Exactly. All right, Miss okay. Anna. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. And who knows, maybe down the road, we'll be having another show when Bayou's in the hands in every city across the country and world. So let's do that. Yes. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> All right. And, and folks, if you want to follow Miss Anna, she's going to tell you some of her places and I'll have them in the show links as well. So where yes, can we follow you? Oh, yeah, yeah. You guys can follow us at, at Drink Bayou. Uh, that's B-A-Y-J-O-O. And also check out our website, uh, bayou.com. Uh, also, one of the things, like I mentioned, for um, you to take time for yourself, I created kind of like a sub page within the website where you can read poems or listen to a specific curated playlists or um, a couple of puzzles with hidden messages that you guys can try to decipher. <laughs> Ooh, I got to do more research in your website. Um, that sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Check it out. It's uh, it's under entertain yourself. Beautiful. Actually, I'm going to make a note of that. And I'm going to hang on to herbal tonic, literally, and conscious consumption. And now <laughs> even, yes. even talking about your website and having those things, that's conscious consumption. If you're choosing to take consume a puzzle and and um homes yeah. and healthy good for you stuff i love it <laughs> all right awesome well thank you again anna thank you